Welcome to the GMS Podcast, brought to you by GMS Distribution. GMS specializes in temporary portable power distribution equipment for the restoration contractor. I am your host and owner of GMS, Jared Steer, and today I will be talking to my friends. All right, here we go. We're recording. And I, I well, guess. Corey, are, you, are you sure? Corey, are you sure? <laughs> well, that's why I was going to say is because... The only reason I say and I'm recording is from our first podcast where we talked for a half an hour and I forgot to push the record button. I think it might have been more like 45 minutes, man. I feel like it was a while. It was very awkward for me to stop the conversation and go. All of a sudden, uh, we're like, all right, let's rewind and think about what we just (laughs) talked about for the last 45 minutes. So, yeah, it's from your podcast is why I intro with I'm recording and I make sure to look at that button and make sure it's red. Hey, man, I'm always the leader in change. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Corey, you are a returning guest. Uh, We were just talking about our previous podcast, which was what two and a half years ago yeah and uh, episode 14 ep- back yeah. back right before covid man you were i think right you, before yeah i was thinking you were like you were one of the yeah the last podcast i did before covid just changed everything in fact yeah. you were you were you were the last because the next podcast i was doing was it was when covid was happening yeah it's it's an easy reference date for me to think about the podcast because you know, we were just talking about, I got on my flight home from Vegas that week and everything started to change after that. And then two weeks later, we were in a whole different world. Yeah. Um, and, I, and you know, I was just telling you that my whole career has changed since then, but I want to go back to what we talked about originally, um, which was, you know, the Malibu wildfires and some of those things, because after the podcast, you helped raise a bunch of money for my friend, Catherine and... Catherine has been very appreciative. She um, sent me the sweetest letter. Yeah. Um, uh, just so grateful that, you know, the message got out there and, 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 you know, you always can tell when you do something for somebody and it really means the most because you could tell in that moment, in that time, like she needed that. So yeah. uh, thank you for doing that and for putting that on. That was amazing. Um, well, let me let me go ahead and kick this off for the listeners. Um, one, you know, I'll just tell, I'll just tell you, my guest Corey here. He, we we go deep. We go talking about uh, relationships and building relationships and how things impact different things and how things change you and becoming a better person. And so, you know, we there was a lot of stuff packed into that episode fourteen uh, for you, where you were in your journey at that time, either in your life and your career. Uh, So I encourage any listener right now, if you have not listened to episode 14, go back to that one now, because a lot of the stuff I know we're going to get into is going to play off of a lot of those previous stories that that you had talked about, including this one you're talking about with Catherine right now. Um, Yeah. And, and, uh, and so go back to four. If you don't know who Catherine is, stop the podcast right now, go back to 14, listen to it and yeah, then, yeah. and then come back. Um, but Corey's, uh, for people that kind of don't, well, like I just said, if you don't know who you are, go back and listen to that podcast, but <laughs> go ahead and give a little bit of an intro. Um, just, yeah, just a little intro, what you've been kind of up to the past two you, years. You just know me, man. I, I just like to then, jump right in. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. I've, I've like, I'm thinking, well, there's, there's some listeners who have no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> so, uh, my name's 
Corey Capus. I'm with uh, Serve Pro of North Atlanta. Um, we call ourselves Team Bissig. The Bissigs are the owners here, this, the franchises I represent. I've been uh, in the restoration game for about eight years now, all with Serve Pro um, in a few different states. Really have found a good home here in Atlanta. Um, I, for the most part, manage our large loss division, um, storm events, um, anything that's usually over a hundred grand I've got my hands on, um, for our team. I, uh, let's see, I, I, I love what I do. I'm, I'm very connected in the, the networking side of our business, um, and our industry. I'm very proud of our industry. And I, I try to show that in my social media, um, anybody listening wants to connect with me on LinkedIn. I've, I've got a very, um, successful and popular LinkedIn that I try to use as an educational tool. Yeah, you do. Um, yeah. And, and just show the successes in doing the things that that I preach the most that we're going to probably talk about some today um, and that we talk about a lot on 14 with uh, with relationships. But, yeah, I um, I'm a big proponent of of supporting others in the industry, regardless of the brand. Um, I, I, I think that we all can elevate ourselves to, to be a, a, a better representation of, of this business because. Um, at times, you know, it's not a good look when we're in there immediately doing things. It's, you know, ambulance chasing and, and mm -hmm. whatever. But the reality is we know how to best serve our clients and protect their long-term interests. And so that's why I think we're aggressive in what we do and how we do it. So thank you for having me again today, brother. Oh, and, absolutely. Uh, we, been, uh, we joked a long time ago. One. I said, oh, I'll be on episode 114. And now we're, this is going to be episode 90 something. So it's like pretty dang we're close. Man. close. You, yeah. You've been busy. I was, yeah, I was busy. And then uh, just, yeah, it wasn't one well, of you. And I know you, you know, and people who listen to this podcast know, man, it was, a, it was a rough first two quarters. And I just wasn't, I wasn't mentally into the, the podcast game at that point. And it just, I just had to put it on hold and get some things straight, which, which, Hey, I, you know, I did, uh, business is, is going so good. You know, and one of the things that just happened, um, dude, I mean, I'm, I'm still excited, but it. it just happened yesterday. So I'm, I'm excited about it, but a customer call and Hey, you know, went to the website, it says you're sold out and it, which it, which it has for like a year, over a year now it said I'm sold out. And he's like, I'm just, I just need one. Can you overnight it to me? And I was like, actually, that sold out is coming off next week. And I do have stock. And yes, I can overnight you one. And I haven't been able to say that in over a year. Over a year. If somebody would have called me in three months ago and said, hey, can you overnight me one? I, not only would I say I can't, I would say I don't know when I can. Like it was just supply chain issues have been a nightmare. So do you, do you feel like you're past that, that hump of the supply chain issues or at least I'm I hope to be. Yes, I hope to be. Uh, we've, I've taken a lot of steps to get through that hump uh, and put a lot of inventory on the shelf to try to, to mitigate that. Um, but man, oh, dude, it felt I mean, I called my wife as soon as I got off the phone with that guy. I was like, listen to what just happened. This hasn't been able to happen because because I'm so customer focused and, and like that's who I want to serve. I want to be there to be able to support you. And I haven't been able to support anybody for a year, oh man, my, my favorite hard. stories involving you are the drive through the night, the last minute somebody shows up and, and, you know, you're able to get something to them. Yeah. The package that arrives just in time. I never be able the, to do any of that. I mean, it was so just... many small businesses. Those are huge victories in a moment of need. And you being a small business yourself, being able to support your customers in that way. I know it's big for you. So yeah, yeah that's so, gotta be a great feeling. Oh dude. I'm like, I'm like, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> 
So that's, that's awesome. And then I do want to, I wrote, I put a note down, so we're not going to forget it, but you had your, the podcast we did, you had a direct impact on me for one of those drive through the night stories. And, uh, and we'll get, we'll get to it. Um, man, I don't, where do you want to, where do you want to start? I mean, let's, let's start, uh, <laughs> let's start at COVID. Let's start the week after you, we had our podcast, man, because life started changing then. Um, yeah. you know, when we last talked, I want to say my biggest project up to that point that I had directly sold, um, was $995,000, which so I, I, I think you were pretty upset. It didn't hit a mill. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't broken the you million in the sales. I've been on multiple projects that were three, five, seven, nine million dollars, but nothing that was a direct sale of mine. Yeah. And that one was just so close, but that was a government contract. And that's actually the work that's going on out there has turned into like $7 billion. Wish I had my hand in some of it, but wow. there's some big prime contractors with the government that got it all. So crazy. I knew that opportunity out there was unreal. And just the fact that we got a piece of it, almost a million dollars. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> almost. But <laughs> so then what happens is, you know, I told you, I, I called my mom when I got home from Atlanta after that podcast, after I'd been out there for the 10X event and then Surf Pro had a conference. Mm-hmm. And then you and I met up out there like, oh, this is perfect. Let's let's hit Vegas up. Yeah. Let's do the podcast and just enjoy a day or two there. And so I got home and it was like, man, things are changing already. Like this was already on our mind. We were talking about it a little, not like we do now, but yeah. you know, it was it was a thing. And I, I remember telling my mom, uh, you know, oh, there was a lot of people wearing masks on my flight and on the airport. Like things are changing. There's what was a huge something. uncertainty at that point. Yeah. Huge. And then two weeks later, you know, by by March 10th, 11th, 12th, somewhere in there, basically everything came to a standstill, which was perfect for me because I had just bought a house <laughs> <laughs> and it needed to be remodeled. So I went home. Um no, I mean, really what happened was I, I did. I, I started working on my house night and day, but um, we got a lot of opportunity um, from COVID, obviously, yeah. for cleaning. And so we we jumped in head first and, and did as much of that as we could and um, landed a lot of big clients because of it and opportunities for Surf Pro nationwide. Um, and it just became, you know, we... Our, our franchises owns really good zip codes. Hmm. Um, and so as all of these businesses shut down in Atlanta, all of these CEOs, COOs, CFOs all go home to the zip codes we own. And so they're all working from home at this point. And the way ServPro set up is when you call the system, it's based on where you're calling from. Okay. So these dudes are calling from, you know, Forsyth County, Cherokee County, uh, Dawson County, all these areas we own, um, when I say own the, our territories, right, um, for our right. home franchise here. And, you know, they're calling about major corporations they run, you know, cause they're commuting an hour to work. And so, uh, you know, Buckhead's another territory of ours. So just really good old money. Okay. Um, so during COVID man, we just started getting all these great phone calls and great opportunities. Um, and it just, it started to kind of snowball, um, the I had a as we got into COVID, I had an opportunity that I chased and and I knew we were gonna get it, but uh someone got in the way of 
our team getting this and it backfired on them because they didn't get it either. Okay. Um, and, and I had a really sore taste in my mouth for the first few months of COVID about that and just kind of some things in it. I got a call back from another franchise who knew a guy um, and they wanted us to come down and finish it to take over for the competitor that was on it. And it was a huge project. Um, so I, I, I got to go down to that. This is, this is June of this year or of that year of 2020 now. Okay. Um, so I've, I've chased it right after, uh, or maybe it was, I chased it right before. No, I chased it right after our podcast and it was a huge fire in Savannah. Uh, one of, one of the coolest opportunities i've ever worked on just for what it was um but ended up getting the project handed to us directly from the consultant okay and um it was my first multi-million dollar project that i sold and then ran um and it was 1.6 or maybe 1.7 where it closed out somewhere right. in there yeah um yeah. but basically direct referral for our team um and since then then that consultant has continued to give us a a lot of work across the country and opportunities and things, but that was just kind of the start of it. And that was a huge project. Well, I got COVID on that project. I didn't tell anybody because, <laughs> because I thought if I tell anyone right now, I can have my team fake it for two weeks. We were in full pr production. It wasn't a big deal, but I can have my team fake it. I can just tell my APM, look, I've got COVID. Uh, don't anybody come near me, but drop off the paperwork every day. And then I can make sure paperwork's done. Communication's done. I'll be on the phone call every morning when we have our con conference call where I typically would be there. Yeah. So I, uh, I, oh, it was miserable. So I'm two <laughs> weeks in this hotel room, just dying DoorDash every meal, trying to eat one bite and then can't eat anything, you know, and just, it was miserable, but I ran that project and the project was successful and, we learned a lot, made a lot of good connections. Um, now, on a project like that, when you go from like, because that is now the biggest one, right? Is the, is there much of a change for you, or like to scale for that? Is it just a matter of we just do, you know, just do some it's people, man? It's personnel. Scaling is the easiest thing in the world with the right personnel, and okay. I'll, I'll always say that about what we do because. I early on, you know, I was with a big franchise and was on some big, big projects. I was on a $9 million job for three months um, early on in my career. And just the scaling all had to do with, with the people under you. Um, Cause you can only do so much as a project manager or as a project coordinator. Um, so scaling means you got to have great people. You got to have people willing to, to, to wear bigger hat, you know, or a different hat, yeah. you know, each time. Uh, and to just do whatever it takes to, to get the job done correctly and, and efficiently. So I'll tell you what happened on that is we, we had labor issues galore because it's during COVID and we ran into the same problems. The, the company that was getting, I don't want to say kicked off because they're a national competitor. I actually have no problems with them. Um, they, they were happy to leave. They okay. were so over this project. <laughs> okay. uh, so they you know they got awarded this project and then COVID hit and then they had nothing but labor issues and then overages okay. millions and millions of dollars in overages then we were brought in because the mold was so bad so we did huge mold encapsulation well cleaning and then encapsulation sanding and cleaning uh six-story building you know like 50 units per floor wow of massive riverfront condos so okay. huge huge opportunity for us um and right in the middle of it man more and more things have changed i had an opportunity to be on national television right 
um, right when that job kind of took off, uh, Military Makeover is a lifetime military network. But there's like five of those networks that are all together, you know, okay. like Bravo or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but it's um, uh, I can't even think of the guy's name. Montel. Montel's the host. Okay. Um, what you'll remember, some of you younger listeners won't have a clue I'm talking about. Well, he, had, um, he, he had a talk show, and then he had like a, not a sitcom, but a, uh, a yeah, TV series he, show for a he's while. He's had all ki- kinds of things. That he makes his money in producing uh, stuff, like okay. more of those B-rate type things. But the show's awesome because it helps veterans, um, you know, remodel their home. It's 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 extreme makeover home edition for vets. Gotcha. Okay. And it was awesome. We they reached out to us to be a part of, and you know, right place, right time for me. Uh, uh, somebody in our office forwarded the email to me on like the last day available to, to like make this happen. Like, hey, you know, nobody's jumped on this. Can you maybe do something with it? And I read into it, and I'm like. This uh, is, yeah, this is national television, people <laughs> like this is a cool thing. So I reach out to the lady in charge and man, she was a total sweetheart, kind of like a Catherine, okay. you know, easy to connect with, have good conversation with. And immediately I saw we could play a bigger role than what they even wanted because COVID on the set was a big concern for them. Mm. So, all right, I got to tell the story two different ways because there's a hilarious underlining to this story that you'll appreciate. Do I have to edit any of this, Corey? No, this is okay. just so funny. Okay. So <laughs> here's what it turns into. The opportunity is clean the house basically between production sets. They're going in, they're putting in all new everything, new paint, new floors, new cabinets, and the house, they do an amazing job. Um, very, very cool. Yeah. They've asked if we can just have people on standby to just go in and do this cleaning. And we're donating all this. You know, we it's fine. We, of course, want the PR for it. This is a great opportunity to show what we do in especially a time of COVID. Like, this is another aspect of our business that people don't know about. So we need to really show them with this. I've got to be able to represent not just Team Bissig, but 20,000 ServPro employees nationwide. Right. So... We work it all out. We have people on standby there, basically down the street, parked, you know, 30 houses down in this subdivision, waiting for the call, come clean. And they go down, they do their cleaning. Um, and so, they, of course, on the last day of cleaning, they take some pictures of our people doing cleaning, some videos. And um, on day one, though, <laughs> I had told my team when we needed some temps to come out, um, to just sit there all day because that was the best that was the best value is just to pay a temp company yeah instead of our own people we had one of our own guys and me sitting there but you you know we'll put david in charge and then we'll have five temps six temps it's just a better value let's get yep. them in our serve pro gear because it's yep. like we would on any job we scale with temps right so when i told them it was a tv show first day man the five of the prettiest temps you've ever seen came rolling out <laughs> truck out of that van <laughs> and i'm like no 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 this is, this is not- obvious i don't need models from venezuela i i just need regular temps like i gotta make I a note i didn't know you, i didn't know you could get models from venezuela i'm gonna oh, i gotta make bro, a note here it was hilarious <laughs> i knew what was coming to me because one of the guys in the warehouse sent me a picture of all of them posing by the van before they left <laughs> Bro, it was. I, I said, okay, 
please don't do this again, guys. I appreciate the effort. The thought was there. I yeah. understand, but it kind of looks they like and practices for you. are a yeah. little off for us. Like, so I called the temp company. And I was like, just send me regular people, please. I, I don't need the prettiest girls you have. Thank you. It was great entertainment today on site, but oh, it was like, no, 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 no. Get back in the van. You're not cleaning. <laughs> So, but oh, that's that hilarious. Ended up, um, they did a like a three part show, and I kept like waiting. When the heck is our segment going to be on there? And I'm like, look, guys, I think we're just going to get our name, and they might show a picture of us cleaners. I don't think we're actually going to get anything on this. And then the last day, the third segment, they go to do the big reveal, and the segment leading up to the big reveal is Serve Pro cleaning the house, oh, doing wow. interviewing me, um, showing our people, and it was awesome. And it was on national television multiple times. So uh, what I'm saying is all this is like steamrolling. And then we do an internal program called Surf Pro TV. And so they did a big segment on me uh, while I'm on this encapsulation job in Savannah, right after I've done this military makeover that's been on national television. And they're going to have all this kind of coincide together. Well, I kind of want to talk about So when you're talking about this steamrolling, but like, I mean, when you, when you came in a Surf Pro, you just like, you came in as labor. And you've worked your way up, very motivated. Like, I mean, you can go to the last podcast and hear about it. But then when you came to Team Bissig, it was to start their kind of disaster response program, right? And then and then you did start it. It was successful. And now we're even seeing you then, now with the with the Serpro TV, I mean, moving kind of into a corporate, uh, I want to say, uh, uh, like visibility, right, within the Serpro and dude i mean just watch hearing your story watching you come up and just like dude it's like it just just you just keep raising the bar raising the bar and i can guarantee you if you go back and listen to 14 like you were talking about doing some crazy stuff but you went you, you exceeded it you've already I'm, well, I, I bet you've already exceeded your five-year goal like I by have, far and when I, i'm gonna, when i tell you something that happened uh, in November of last year, it'll really blow your mind, but we, we can't get to so, that yet. Yeah, I'll, we're going. So I'll, for the listeners, I'll tell you this though. No, I, but what you just said, the stair step effect, it's my dad, man, my whole life, my dad worked a career and worked his way up knowing what the next step was. And for me, I knew when I came to the Bissigs, they wanted me to come and sell stuff. Like they, they wanted a salesman and I think they learned early on that that's just not what I am. It's not the role I fit in. I I'm very much understand and love business development. It is my number one goal in what I do at work to land the work, but I love being able to get the referrals, the, you know, the, the, the client calling you again, the client saying, no, I'm only calling Corey or I'm only calling team Bissig. Um, I love the representation of the brand because I'm very confident in how I represent the brand. I I'm, I write proposals all day long, man. This is, you know, I, I know what we do and how we do it and why, yeah. and I can put that into words in a way that people buy then our services or, or select us to do the work. So I'm very confident in that. Yeah. But I also know that the stair stepping of what's next, what's next, what's next. There's, there's nothing in my way. We talked about this. I have no competition. I have competitors in, in our market and things but I'm my biggest competitor, right. you know, me it's getting you. over my own kind of things. Um, I know that I can be the best in this business. It, it doesn't scare me at all. It doesn't make me go, oh, my gosh, I've got to work even harder. It reminds me 
stay humble in what you're doing. I know that so often, like when I'm talking about things, you and I joke about it and you know, that's not, I'm not that guy that's like, oh, I'm the best at this. Right. No, I'm saying I can be the best. I have that confidence. I know I will do great things in this business as long as I continue to do what I'm doing. So all of that going on and then hurricanes, I forget what even hurricanes hit that fall. Laura, Sally, things like that. Oh, we, we, got did a bunch another, of we did another podcast on Laura. Remember that? You were driving. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you called me. I called, We were having some phone connection. We ended up having. Because you, you had me and two other people on that day, right? Or yeah. on that, for it was a storm cast. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. So that turned into a, a good storm. I didn't, I didn't really sell anything in that storm, but that was a good storm for our team, for the networking. My team got to visually see the network that I had, the network we got invited to because I was part of this and had reached out to people. And because then I carried the Bissig name, man, that's a lot of, that's a lot well, was, of power behind it. Was it the first storm for Bissig? No, see, and they've been doing a lot of storm work over the years and they've been doing large loss. Okay. They just hadn't, I don't want to say it hadn't been organized. It just hadn't made it to where it was priority. Um, it just, it was, yep, it was I gotcha. good. I gotcha. It, it was part of business, but it wasn't their tunnel vision. It now, was always a side hustle. Just you're right. I gotcha. Yeah. It was just something you did and, and they had people doing it, but it wasn't like core business. It wasn't like we got to do this to make our revenue numbers. Yep. When it happened, it was great. Right. So yeah. Bonus, that's completely right? changed. Yeah. yeah. July, 2022, I had a conversation with the bosses and the entire focus from them is business development and large loss but we're still in 2020 i mean so that was that storm was great then i had been mentoring a couple sales guys um with our team out of middle georgia carl our partner there had some guys who great guys weren't used to the road sales the um uh storm chasing of all that and really i mean i'm not putting them on blast but they they gave up and left at one point and okay. then Sally hit or, or, or one of the other storms hit, um, and they came back out, they, they stayed, you know, positive, came back and one of them landed a $1.7 million job just by walking into a building, which then also helped him land like a $700,000 job and then helped our network of, of, uh, nice. the group that we were working with another couple projects. So all of that, you know, so we, we, at this point now, all of a sudden we've gone from the year before never having a project of true mitigation over a million dollars to having multiple 1. 1.4, 1.5. Yeah, you're 1. seeing 6, some success. Yeah. So now we've had in, in this one year span, a bunch um, of, of multi-million dollar opportunities. And then we have a good storm, like all in all our storm. We come home, we've got good projects going on. And then we land a really good project beginning of the year, 2021 get a call from an adjuster buddy. Uh, he says, Hey, can you come out and walk this thing? And one of my teammates had already been out there and the company just, they didn't know what they were doing where they had had this fire. Okay. So I go out meet the guy, walk the project. And literally we're halfway through the walk. And he's like, this is, this is too big for me. He's like, you're in good hands with Corey here, but I, I need to call the carrier and tell them they need to send out a large loss adjuster. Okay. So it's like, Juster's gone. See ya. So then I spend the next six hours with the client, sign this project. And it's a pretty good project. I tell you this because it brings context. It was, it was 400 and some thousand dollars. Okay. Um, we, we do the project goes great, but on the project, uh, the consultant I meet on day two or three, um, 
he he and I hit it off just kind of very straightforward dude not not typically who you think you would see me hanging out with but very much like my kind of people okay and so he and I become buddies we work a couple different projects together and at some point we're talking about you know he's like man I'd love to come work for serve pro and get out of the consulting side and get on the contractor side because I think working with you would be cool so at some point in 2021 by like june that year we hire him okay um and our approach is and this is what i've been preaching forever let's bring on this consultant on and let's send our billing already consulted already reviewed already audited already have you know all of the bs that we fight with consultants explained or uh, uh backed up with receipts or, or documentation or pulled out of the bill so it's not a fight so we can get paid quicker and that started to bring a wave why okay why isn't i mean i understand it. it's a great idea why hasn't that been done before it probably has okay uh, I, I i know people that have gone to the consulting side and then come back i don't know too many consultants that have gone in a contract and it's usually the other way contractors go to consulting but for him, it got him out of a company that I don't think there was a lot of growth model, an opportunity for him. And then he really got to see a side of an industry okay. jump back. Texas flood and freeze happened, you know, beginning of 2021. Yep. And we played a huge role there, man. We got all the Dallas Cowboys stuff. Um, we like Jerry Jones's house. And oh, I don't think I'm allowed to say that. Uh, you can leave it in. Um <laughs> Cowboy won. We partnered with the local franchise who had who had the relationship, so we didn't okay. land it. We just helped them um, perform the work. Okay. Awesome team there in Dallas. So they invited us in, and we got a bunch of stellar opportunities there. Um, my buddy, who had given me the work down in Savannah, the consultant there, he called me and said, "Hey, here's this opportunity with a company that has six locations no maybe five i think it was five five locations affected and no one's doing any work on and they were all monster buildings i'm not going to say who or what it is uh but he said they they blacklisted your company talking about serve pro as a whole yeah over some small bs but here's the here's the guy's contact information maybe you could land this okay and so i was able to get serve pro back on it make some deals and land it and it was five huge buildings each building 80 to 90,000 square feet, wow. uh, all of them with um, water lines uh, or sprinkler lines that had busted a couple of them with some awesome videos um, <laughs> where it looked like waterfalls through the buildings. Uh, so we were able to get all that. And that was a great piece for us. Plus all the stuff we did with the other franchise and, and some other things, opportunities that were given to us. So all of that. Now we're, we're really kicking. I mean, man. you guys we're, are rolling. Yeah. We were. And, and so, to put into context, in 2019, I think we were 20 million. Okay. This is what I was just going to ask you. So this is perfect. Tw- maybe 23 million. I, don't, this isn't 20, like 23 it. million, somewhere in there. Yeah. 2020, 29 million, 28 okay. million. I feel like close. It's still a good uh, increase. Yeah. 2021, we did 30. 32, 35, 30, 31, 32, okay. 30, 30, 30, 30, almost 31. Okay. And then, um, last year we did 39 wow. and this year we're on pace for, I don't know, 45. 
it's incredible man we need we need some storms now but i'll get into some more so yeah but our growth on our brand for just the bistics has been amazing yeah um i can say those numbers those numbers are very public you know serve pro knows that yeah uh but huge growth for us locally we've 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 continued and and large losses played a big role of that um we we have plans on we want to be a hundred million dollar location and then after that we'll create plans for next size of whatever we decide to be you know yeah. bosses have no intentions of of going away you know we plan on growing and being a top competitor in this industry for for the foreseeable future right um yeah. so all of those things are going on but also kind of during that time frame i split with my ex now mm. my ex um this house played a big role in it. Well, the house that's behind me, I'm in my RV right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the, the, the house, the relationship, I took then a couple, two, three week hiatus, uh, bought this RV from my brother, drove across the country, met up with a couple buddies along the way. And then, uh, took my motorcycles out to Colorado and Utah and just had some fun. Um, up in like Crested Butte and, and Walden and places like that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, went to Utah and picked up my 98-year-old grandpa. Okay. Road trip back across the country. Oh, really? Uh, um, and that was an incredible five days with him, man. I'll tell you. That was the last five days of the trip. Um, just, he's he's legally blind, but he's a, he's a World War II vet. He's a rock star, man. Coolest guy you'll ever meet very very intelligent just at 98 years old sharp as a tack um wow just blows your mind i can like, imagine the conversations yeah you guys are having yeah he, and he like i tease him all the time I'm, we're driving across the country and he's sitting in this front seat staring at nothing as far as i'm concerned because he's blind you know he's like we're probably getting to be about so-and-so can't or uh nebraska and i look at the sign it's like so-and-so nebraska three miles i'm like <laughs> like grandpa like he's like i just i felt like we were getting close you know I felt like, like we were this hundreds like of we times <laughs> so but yeah just and he, he could remember the craziest things every trip across the country with my grandma um because they they've lived in you know they're from utah and my mom moved to kentucky early on when she married my dad so they came okay. out every summer i got gotcha. uh, a lot of a lot of awesome stories so that all that kind of playing out had my dog julie with me the whole time um then my parents had their 50th anniversary last summer um just a lot of good things you know except for the loss of my relationship which now is a good thing but um uh <laughs> to that point things you know the house i almost sold it um because well, the house the is a huge remodel project oh six thousand square feet of nothing but full gut remodel like, yeah yeah. Even worse than I thought in a lot of ways. But now I'm so happy I didn't sell it. I had an offer that was really good last year. And the day before I was supposed to close, I was like, nah. <laughs> uh, and the other person wanted me to sell the house. And I was like, why? It's all mine anyway. So um, kept the house. And that was that was perfect because turned in to be a great blessing. Um, because during COVID, the house skyrocketed in value even more. And the property around here is. Yeah you know crazy high now and just i've gotten a lot of work done on it um yeah, if you didn't have to sell you didn't want to sell in the last two years no no and i could have never found five acres anywhere as peaceful i just sent you a picture of my view of That's where i'm awesome. sitting with my little home office right now in my rv and i mean i'm down in the woods watching deer walk by so hard to beat that with a lake another 200 yards down the you know the hill um 
but yeah, so all that going on, and then you kind of Hurricane Ida hits, and my best buddy's um, younger brother gets killed in a car wreck, Oof. and it's just it's devastating, man. Like, uh, just one of those like gut wrenching reminds you like what are you doing? What's life about? What what's your future? He just it's had a new baby um living the good life uh had a had a history kind of like me had been through some struggles and found success and, and a good woman and 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 he had really kind of moved on with being successful in life and just all of a sudden one day gone and then my sister-in-law uh her dad passed and he, I, I i was close with him growing up good guy and again all those kind of things and then um and then my uncle dies of covid and that's kind of how i finished the year but going back to how I finished the year also in November, a buddy of mine said, Hey, um, we've, we've been home from Ida for a little bit now. And then Ida, we were successful. We worked, um, in Louisiana and in New York. Okay. Did a lot of work Did school districts did, uh, a couple big contracts we have. Um, and then, uh, up in, up in New York did some massive opportunities up there with our team. So it was pretty neat seeing multiple States perform and we were busy at home the whole time. Um, so it was, well, it was pretty always, cool. Like, that's always one of those things, you know, when somebody talks about going, you know, you got to take care of your, your own backyard kind of first. Yeah. You can't, yeah, you can't just leave. So that's always a, a juggling act, right? Well, and we've got a great home team. So I feel like I never have any worries when I'm on the road, if something comes in locally that they're going to put enough bodies on it, enough people on it to figure it out. Okay. Um, and they're going to consult with us when we're on the road. Ethan, who's one of my counterparts, he was up in New York the whole time um, running those jobs. And I was down in, in Louisiana running the other ones and, and successful events. Um, you know, we, we even went to Waverly, Tennessee last summer, um, which was a devastating event, that flash flood that killed 22 people. Mm. And, um, and that was one of those events that, man, hard to ever want to go back to another flash flood event. Like we didn't go to Kentucky or Missouri recently. Um, for a few reasons, we were very busy, uh, but also we've worked a lot of those flash floods and they're, they're gut wrenching, man. They're really a lot of people die and, and horrible situations. And that Waverly, we worked a lot of those where people died and it just, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it was kind of like our team agreed, man, unless we get direct called in from somebody needing us to come do it, just not worth it. It, it, it takes it's, an emotional toll on your team, you know, and, and. Yeah, it's just so often. So go back to now well, November for, of 2021. Well, good for right? you this guys is, to be able to recognize that and make that decision for your team to go. You well, know the what? bosses this were one, the ones. Yeah, we're. They, they pointed it out, man. Hurricane Ida hits, and we've been in Waverly for a month, and everybody is mentally exhausted. And then, you know, we're immediately on the road to a new event. And it's just kind of like, man, this, this isn't. This, this part of it sucks. It's not really what we all signed up for. And it was, they saw that without anybody having to say it. Mm-hmm. And after it, they were just like, look, doesn't make sense for us to go into those situations and, and mentally and emotionally exhaust everybody to, to put ourselves in a situation where our guys are going, man, this, this sucks, you know, right. Because when you go on a hurricane, it's going to suck for that first five to seven days anyway. So you're going from one bad scenario to the next. All of that being said, we get back from Ida, uh, team's exhausted. We get a break for a couple of weeks and, uh, I'm working on my house and just, you know, trying to get all the paperwork and everything caught up on, on Ida, make sure that we're good to go on billing. 
And my buddy texts me and he's an adjuster. And he said, Hey, can you, can you come look at this fire, you know, tomorrow? And, uh, I was like, yeah, you know, what is it? Where is it? He's like, Oh, it's just this little thing. And he sends me the address and I punch it in and it's like this massive, not a little just thing. Yeah. huge. And I said, little question mark. And he's like, yeah, it's not very big. And then he sent me like a smile emoji. Like an hour later, an industry friend who's the top IH in the world, if you ask me, she calls me and she's giddy. She's so excited. She's like, I heard you're going to be on this big project. <laughs> and I'm like freaking out. I'm here in my driveway. Uh, I've not told anybody yet because I don't even know what to expect. And the one thing I know in the business is don't talk about it until it's signed. Yeah. You, you just you, you keep it buried until it's signed. So as the evening goes on, I get another phone call from an industry person I know, and it, it sounds like it's a decent size. So that I look it up and find it on the news, 136 firefighters battle 18 hour blaze. Oh my gosh. From three States. So I'm like, okay, this is different. This is going to be interesting. And, um, I'm still trying to I comprehend thought, that. That's incredible. well, this point, I'm not thinking it's going to be anything great because I'm thinking this fire is so big that it's going to be a salvage job, right? Like, right. Yeah, it's just on the ground. Yeah, it's all burnt down. But I get there the next day, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to walk it, and then we're going to sit down and chat about it. And this guy is super cool. Uh, we've been buddies for a couple of years, and I've done a couple of projects with him. Um, more of a friend than like an industry friend. Like we we get beers and watch you know SEC football together. Like that's kind of our thing. Okay. So it, not like it's, it, it was just like kind of out of the blue that he um, calls me about this. But I, I tell you this, I've done some little things and this is what I attribute it all to. When his hot water heater went out, I helped him out. When his faucet broke, I helped him out. Um, and he joked, you know, my wife was teasing me. It's not about what you know, it's about who you know. And I was like, that's, that's the truth, man, you know. <laughs> um, so I did a couple just little odds and ends jobs because we don't live that far away from each other. Uh, but you know, he's a buddy, like no big deal. I, I'm capable. And you know, I like to do that stuff. I, I'm, I'm the guy that likes to do my own trade. So I was like, yeah, man, I'll help you out on these things. And it was always like on a Saturday with something going on later in the day and wife's freaking out. And I'm like, I got you. So <laughs> the little things though, pay off because the next day I go to meet him there. I walk into a conference room. I don't get to see the fire at all. And in the conference room, I sit down with a consultant and the adjuster and we negotiate for four hours, every detail. I have no idea what I'm getting into other than it's a fire. Um, but we go over rates. We go over PPE packages. We go over daily allowance on per diem and housing, um, you know, on-site culinary, the works. I might okay. have to have 150 people a day plus. Yeah. Um, so we go through the whole deal. We, we negotiate. I'm telling you, every single aspect of the job, day one, right then and there. Before you saw it. Before I saw it. Yeah. Again, I feel like I'm getting punked at this point, man. I kind of, <laughs> I am, I'm, I'm trying not to be rude. So I'm not really like texting my bosses. They, they know that I'm in a meeting, but they know nothing else. They just know that there's an opportunity with this fight. Yeah. Um, I, I'm internally like, oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> like dying, you know, like what is going on? But I'm trying to play it cool because I'm in a room with two cool mother effers, man. Like, these dudes are cool as a cucumber on a $25 million fire. Like, I'm just sitting there like, okay, this is – Another day at the office. 
this is going to be amazing. Yeah. So I, I then sit, you know, on the phone with an attorney for the next 30 minutes, the plant manager comes in, introduces himself, says, Oh, here, you're doing the job. I'm like, yeah, yeah, definitely. He's like, well, what do you think? And the adjuster turns and goes, he's not even seen it yet. <laughs> and then the guy's like, well, you must do this often. If you're already that confident, and you've not seen it. And I was like, yeah, no problem, buddy. <laughs> um, turned out he, the plant manager was the greatest asset of the whole thing. That guy, every meeting we had with him saying our praises, just, he's like, can't believe how clean this place is. You guys are killing it. Oh, cool. It's like, this is awesome. Could we do anything better or differently? He's like, nah, man, I really like working with you guys. It's like, and so we got paid quickly because of the plant manager. So going back to all that, this is still, you know, I'm, I haven't even walked it yet. <laughs> Put on my hard hat and my vest. And it's just me and my adjuster buddy now. And we walk into the place and this is the loudest building I've ever heard in my life because it's all, um, cotton weaving, sewing, you know, machines. Um, okay. Uh, the, it, it's, it's all a, a cotton mill. It's a, it's a denim factory. It's actually weaving denim. Um, but it is just whoa, 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 so loud, constant. So I'm trying to put in, uh, earplugs while trying to talk to my buddy as we're trying to walk this thing and we walk it. It's three stories, uh, in a basement. That's all pretty heavily affected it's um it's these huge wooden beams everywhere it's a bunch of equipment but there's not one thing that's jumping off the page going oh my gosh i can't do this like it's all just like this is okay you know once i got here and knew the building wasn't collapsed this is probably what i was expecting okay so walk it and and literally it's a maybe a 30 minute sight walk on the biggest project of my career uh and he's like all right well you know, you guys, you guys are going to handle it. And I was like, yeah, we're going to handle it. And he's like, all right, let's just, let's plan on meeting back out here tomorrow and, and let's get all the nuts and bolts wrapped up. And let's get a number on it. So get my team, I, you know, it's a two hour drive back to the house and horrible service for the first hour. Of it. So I'm like trying to call my team and it just keeps dropping out. <laughs> and I'm like, we've, I'm, I'm certain we've landed it. You know, this is, this is going to be amazing. Um, and my goal when we talked was I wanted to land um, the next step for our team would, would be a $5 million project that ServPro kind of has a scale. Uh, and once you kind of jump past that $5 million mark, there's not a lot after that, right? Like that's, sure. a, that's a huge step. Sure. Um, and, and mitigation work, $5 million worth of mitigation work. So I really wanted to get us there. I wanted to be the person that found the $5 million, $6 million job. I had an adjuster that actually tried to give me a $6 million job before this and the politics involved didn't allow it. So, well, I got to, um, I'm going to stop for a second. So I, you probably saw me like looking away for during this time, at some point you text, you text me and I'm trying to find it. Um, Oh yeah. Here I expect to be your guest on episode 114. I just sold a whale talk to you about it later and like, <laughs> what, what day was that that was in november that was december that was no 1 oh, december okay. so 1 I, you I, sent I, that to me so i sold it uh, a couple weeks before that that's that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> so as you were talking about it, i'm like i remember this so yeah anyway so sorry to keep you waiting uh for nine months to tell, <laughs> that's, or ten that's months all right to tell that's you all about right it. <laughs> so uh all of it though all of a sudden is like 
holy cow, this is a big project. Like this is 150 plus people a day for four months. So like this is huge on the scale of I've been on big jobs, uh, but this is this is mine. Like, man, right. somebody called me directly for this. This is crazy. Yeah. And they knew the resources I had, man. My buddy was like, man, I knew that your team would would first be negotiable, would secondly have the resources to make it happen. And thirdly, you know, my bosses will do whatever it takes to make sure that we're successful. Um, and so the job, I hate to say it was the easiest job we've ever done. <laughs> really? It really? It really was. We talk about it often. It was because everything was negotiated on the front end, there was no open-endedness about it. Interesting. So to do the work, the billing, to get the money, um, all of it was just very military, this, this, this. I mean, yeah. The guy who was our consultant was a former Navy SEAL. Um, okay. But it was like every day our paperwork was stamped. And that stamp got us 85% approval automatically right. because they were auditing it on site. And so by it just sped everything up. And I've since preached this to a lot of my other consultant and adjuster buddies, man, if we, if we can sit down the first couple of days and just go over every detail and then you're auditing me every day to where I'm sending in these daily reports, we can make the cycle so much better for the client, for the contractor who's carrying all everybody. This, yeah. And for the carrier. And it's just, the way the job went, man, I, I don't know. Like, I can't wait, and I hope that my career has another one in it. Uh, okay. Because there it is definitely – so the total price tag on it was $12.7 million. Okay. Um, wow. It was – and paid very quickly. I, honestly, once we were done, I think by, you know – from start to completion, less than six months total on the whole thing. Okay. Um, which is crazy for our business. Um, good relationships with all involved, happy client, very happy client, happy carrier, um, ha happy IH, happy adjuster, happy consultant, like just. I mean, so really for um, six months, this is just the easiest job. Everyone's happy. Yeah. Well, for four months, uh, just six months to get paid on it. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, for for uh, I mean, it, there's got to be something. There's got to be something somewhere. We were slow during that time, okay, because we had a very mild winter in Atlanta, extremely mild. So no freeze event, no you know typical kind of things, and there weren't any like winter events, okay, anywhere that that were drawing our attention. We actually produced a couple other big jobs during that. Carl, our partner in Middle Georgia, produced. His first standalone multi-million dollar job without without our help. Okay. Um, which is awesome. And then um, we co-produced a couple other projects, and we had a couple other projects that we had our fingertips on, but we were so kind of locked into what we were doing. We just knew like this is more important than anything like, else we're chasing. Yeah. Um, but it was good. It, we 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 killed. And at this whole time though, local is staying busy, man local nashville staying busy local atlanta staying busy and local middle georgia staying busy and because of that we bankrolled this whole project by staying busy in our other markets so having consistent balance on each side has been huge for for our growth yeah um that project though i'm telling you no there were things that weren't easy about it for sure i lived on the job for the majority of it um in my rv sitting right out front 
you know, showering in this little tight shower every day. (laughs) But just in case something went awry, you know, just I sat there. I also broke my collarbone on Christmas Eve. So I was rehabbing in this RV. I think you sent me that picture too. Yeah. Gosh, that was, uh, that wasn't fun. It was a little four wheeler accident with my nephews. De- December 29th, a very bruised chest. Uh, oh, all, yeah, that's a, just that's a, a hairy, great picture. Just a hairy bruised chest is all I that's got. That's a hairy bruise. That's a hairy purple. <laughs> um, yeah, so then uh, ended up doing a couple fun things. Got to go to the national championship. Got well, to go with the, to the four wheeler. I mean, is this something like you were with? I was with my nephews on Christmas Eve up on my brother's landing. I mean, are you guys just screwing off, or is this like a, a trip that you guys do? No, we were just kind of bouncing around the trails and I hit a washout and just, I hadn't been on a four wheeler in a long time and had not been on anything like this one I was riding. And it just launched me right over the handlebars. <laughs> I nailed a rock, broke my collarbone. Uh, um, I'm, I'm pleased well, to can say laugh that. about it now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. What a, what a horrible injury. I mean, cause here I am still nine months later and you know, it hurts to sleep on. Mm. Um, but I, I, when I bought a side by side this summer, I, you know, I made sure you got something with a big old cage on it. <laughs> Five point see. harness in a cage. <laughs> I don't want to roll out again. Uh, yeah, so that happened. Uh, thanks. I was about over that. You had to bring it back up. Uh, <laughs> emotional scars of the embarrassment of all of my little nephews being like, oh, yeah, we heard your arm go. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks. Um, yeah, so then that job was really successful. Just all of it involved. Um, it was good. A great opportunity for a lot of growth for our team and understanding and great growth for getting us some new gear and some um, – we've we, um, just wrapped up a new mobile command center. Well, I say it probably pointed out – I mean, it probably showed you guys some pain points in a project yeah, that large. What was really cool is we had a great consultant and adjuster on it. Um, the adjuster was understanding of – bringing in like things like executive porta potties and, you know, mobile command centers and my RV and uh, catering um, and keeping people as comfortable as possible Mm -hmm. through this production, because it was going to be so mundane of months and months of the same thing over and over and over again. Um, It just was very, it was a very comfortable job. That's the best way to describe it because they were understanding like, all right, these, these people, you know, and, and like we had women that were working in the office every day, you know, I just don't feel like it's too fair for them to have to go out and use a porta potty. Sure. You know, so so we were able to get executive porta potties, which are heated and air conditioned. Yep. And they're very nice individual spaces, and you know, they're high end. So things of that nature made a big difference, and at the total end of the job, made almost no difference in cost. Okay. But yeah. in 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 the the consultant the adjuster talked about this, keeping the personnel happy, keeping the labor force happy, and and hydrated and eating well was important so they were willing to spend a little more get a better job yeah yeah and and a happier client at the end Mm -hmm. you know on the bigger projects they were very understanding of it it pays off in the long run for sure so that project really you know will forever be a a huge you know staple in my career because just all first off it was a direct referral it was a almost a 13 million dollar direct referral um secondly it was huge yeah, it was, and you know, and, and I, I sit and think like the biggest thing that I had referred to me before that in the last couple of years were that one big 
opportunity and that, that was only a few million dollars so it, a big jump from two and a half three million to all of a sudden you know 12.7 yeah uh but i know i got better opportunity out there with with the people i work with and the people that um are in my network i honestly know that 13 million is not a big feat compared to what i can get so i look at it as like i can't wait to talk about the 25 million or the 35 million or um because the same people that worked on this big project with us that just worked on an 80 million dollar job so wow i know we could do those projects um the scaling of it again it's all about personnel yeah so i know that in my career i'm gonna have one of those i want to i want to bring a 50 million dollar job to the table i want to help us get to a hundred million dollar operator i want it to be that you know, I've, I've been able to network and make connections and support my team. You know, I've got a great sales staff now that I didn't have a few years ago. We've hired a lot of folks. So I get to help support those guys and, um, large loss. We've, we've really put a lot of focus and emphasis on it now. So, um, it's, it's crazy. Just kind of the difference, um, of things, um, of just a few years ago to where we are now in ability, in confidence, in, um, just the, kind of the wherewithal to know that like we can go into any one of these situations. We don't need anyone else to support us outside of, you know, our network. We we're very confident that our network will produce the biggest jobs in the country. Um, be it our backup vendors that support us, be it um, our own, you know, surf pro HQ. So, you know what I think is really impressive about that. I mean, you just said like, you know, you're, you're not worried about the a big project. You're going to be able to come in and support it. But, you know, what what you hear and what I even think about when I, you know, you start to think about, you know, how does that get supported? You start thinking logistics. And I think what impresses me so much about you is I feel like you just think about relationships. Yeah, well, if you've got the relationships, the logistics are easy, in my opinion. Because and that's what I think is, I mean, that's that's what's so interesting and fun and and. And I think, I mean, it's definitely, it's not something you can teach. Like, this is just, this is like, dude, it's like for you and like why I love you and like why I love listening to you and watching you work. Like, not everybody understands that. Not everyone can comprehend what you're talking about when, when you really do. And I, and I know you do. You, I mean, listen to this podcast, listen to the one before you're talking about making employees happy, making them comfortable, making sure they're taken care of. You you always, you don't worry about selling the job. You make sure the customer's taken care of. You want to take care of them first. You want to, you're always talking about, and then you talk about your network and, you know, getting these, and you're treating people right, making sure, and you're, and then you, you, if you, if you make a mistake, you're going to own up to it. You're going to be honest. You're going to, you know, and it's, it's all of that that's in you where, when I hear you say, and you have the confidence that you're going to be able to take care of something, it's because you have the relationships and you trust in those relationships that, that you've built over the years, that's going to take care of it. It isn't your logistics of, of your manual. And, and, but I think that's so important because dude, people don't, some people, even if they want to get it, they can't get it. They don't understand that. And, and that to me has always been confusing as to how people don't get it. I've always been like, how do people not understand this? Like, I, I feel like it's common knowledge that, you know, you take care of people, they'll take care of you. It's not common knowledge. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> For some reason. Yeah. No, I think I fall onto your side, you know, more. But, it, but yeah, I, I mean, it's just, I, lo- I, I love listening to the way, that, the way that you talk about jobs and how you get them done. I mean, at not one point did you talk about how much material you went through or the PPE that was delivered and what date it was. Like, 
you're just talking about like these people got executive bathrooms because you want them to feel <laughs> comfortable during the day. Like you're bringing in lunch. Like it's it's just a total different conversation than I think what people may think would be a normal conversation. Right. This well, it's, for you, it's it's you bring a different I feel like side. The to job it. is the job. Like the job's always the same. Like just like you know we're talking about negotiating that without seeing it. If I run into an obstacle that I don't know, first off, I've got a network, so I'll call like, a buddy that might know. I have a relationship. I'm not worried about it. You know, or I'll reach out to someone <laughs> else that might know, or even a competitor. Like I told you, I don't have any enemies in this industry, and that's the beauty of it. Yeah. I have a competitor in London that reached out and said, hey, I got a, a kid that desperately wants to come to America to work for a mitigation company. I follow you on LinkedIn. I probably shouldn't be sharing. Oh, this you don't even know. You. you don't even know this guy. I've never, no, never met this guy. Gotcha. And he okay. said, I love what you put out there and like the stuff you guys do. Could I pass along your info? And I'm, I'm interviewing him this week. Like, oh, cool. I, if you yeah. want to come here and work for us to learn our industry and you've got the kind of passion in the letter that he sent me in the email um, with his resume. Heck yeah. Come on, man. But it, it stemmed from what I put out there, my network, yeah. all of those things. But going back to that. I, my fear is, did I let somebody down? Not, can I get enough material? I can, hey, guess what? Here's the honest answer. If I can't get enough material, I'm going to tell you, I can't get enough material. So here are the options we have. Not, sorry. Yeah. It's going to be, look, hey, we can't find the materials. I've exhausted all these resources, but I have A, B, C, and D that's going to alleviate it. It's going to either be no cost. It's going to be this much cost. Or, you know, it's unknown right now, yada, yada. But I'm going to have a reason for all of it. And I'm not going to go in blind saying, I don't know why we can't find it. I'm going to have the answer so that you're not going to look for it. So that you aren't sitting there exhausting your time for something that is my problem, my burden. But I'll never have a fear of like, can I handle that or can I do that? Because again, I, I we had a call while we were on that big project, um, a big, huge project. Uh, Japanese company that had a fire locally here in Atlanta. Can we get out? Can we get on it? A franchise called us to help support them. And yeah. I called a vendor buddy and said, Hey, need this much on. And you know, now that night I got a picture of 120,000 CFM turning and burning, trying out that building, multiple generators, couple megs sitting there, everything rocking and rolling within hours of the call. And you know, it was a $400,000 night yeah, or th two, three days, you know, but, uh, that being said, I didn't ever go to that job. I never saw it. I was busy on you the big project own. and I had another guy that was there. Uh, the local was there and then our vendor did it all, but we had the trust in the vendor and the support and the relationship. Um, I know that when I call that guy, uh, that he'll have my back no matter what, and he'll make it happen. And if he can't, He'll have me an answer with a solution. So, right there, I'm going to pause you right there because we did a we did our podcast, uh, and you talked a lot about network, and you depend on your network. And I've talked about it. We people hear it; they hear you listen, you know, listening to you. They hear it. Relationships you built depend on them, rely on them. So, I had a, this is where, and I, I, I'm not going to look for it again through text messages. But I know I I know I sent it to you, and I was like, dude, I'm channeling you right now because I'm going to go depend on my network. I had a this is actually, I think it was Labor Day. So we're recording this um, Labor Day weekend. Um, so I, I think it was Labor Day. And I got a call like Friday, Friday midday. And it was from Nick Levy in Florida. 
and now uh, now I'm in Seattle. I'm in, I'm at home in Seattle. My shop is in Fort Wayne, Indiana. It's Labor Day weekend, and he calls and says, "I just landed this project. I need 20 units down here." Which for us, 20 units, I mean, that's about an hour a piece to put together. You know, he needs 20 units in Florida ASAP, absolutely by Monday, or he's going to lose this job. Can I, can I get them there? And I'm like, uh, I mean, immediately you start, it's Labor Day weekend, like, like can yeah. I overnight 20 units, even if they're on the shelf, I can't, it's Friday, like, no, I can't overnight yeah, them, they're not, not going to deliver, they're not going to deliver on Monday. Uh, I don't even, I mean, I don't know how many units I, I got. So I just went before, before it would have been like, dude, come on. Like, I wish I could help probably try calling this person or this person. And, and I just went, yeah, I'll, I'll get them there. And I said, I would, I just went back to, do you build this network? You build this network. You, you can depend on them. And I got off the phone with him and I just started putting it out there. Like, Hey, need help, need help, need help. And before, well, because the other thing too is like, I couldn't, so from Seattle, I can't rent a truck because the guy that's picking up the truck needs my credit card. Like, like the whole yeah. rental thing was screwed up, everything. Uh, and yeah, so, rentals suck, man. And so I, but you know, I had a buddy like, here, you can, you can take my Yukon. I, I bet you can fit them all in the, in, you know, it was an XLT Yukon. So yeah, I rented, I rented his Yukon. Uh, so I got that. I had like my brother, my brother-in-law, like, dude, we're heading to the shop right now. We'll start building for you. I mean, long story short, dude, about six, probably six different people came together in the end to drive these 20 kits and they delivered Monday morning. And, uh, and the, and my guy that delivered them hadn't seen the ocean before. And I put him right on the ocean in a hotel was like, spend as much money as you want on dinner and drinks, yeah. dude, have a good time while you're there. Thank you. Um, <laughs> But yeah, man, I mean, just, uh, and if you would ask me in that moment, like, can this be done? I'm like, dude, Labor Day weekend, I'm in Seattle. Like if I was in Indiana, there's a chance I could get them there. And I was just like, no, like you're not going to do anything. You're going to depend on your network to take care of this for you, dude. And it, and it worked. It, it, it uh, happened. So like, it's when amazing. I, but when I hear you talk, like you're absolutely right. Like I, I'm not worried about logistics. I have relationships. Yep. And they have relationships and they have relationships. And and that's the thing I think people forget is that I don't need to know a transport guy because I have another buddy that knows 20 transport guys. Right. Like, and what I mean by that is say my guy or number two guy falls through on something. Great. Who else can I rely on in the transport industry or connected to it? What other vendor do I know? What other person in my network? Oh yeah. So-and-so moves trucks for a living guarantee. He can help. And boom, he knows everybody. And so I look at it like that. I've never had a job where we couldn't get something done. Now I've had unrealistic expectations okay. on a job. And what I mean is an, an uneducated client that needs to be conditioned. And I'm not saying that in a mean way, what I'm saying is someone that's not understanding of the process. You know, I can't just go in and do things. I, there has to be, you know, a why there has to be uh, also a, a plan in place for everything because I've got to get paid for it. And I've got to make sure that you're going to get paid to pay me for it. Um, but I think reality is that you can, you can set expectations in a manner and use a network. Like you're saying, you know, you never know until you ask, right. Yeah. Um, there, something the other day I, uh, I was telling, uh, my buddy, he said, Oh, I need to make some extra cash quickly. Cause my daughter's school stuff is going to be way more expensive than I thought for sports. I said, man, 
get on the like neighborhood site and those people put odd jobs up there all the time. Yeah. Literally an hour later, there's somebody that says uh, a deer was hit this morning and is laying in my front yard. Would someone come remove it? And I text my buddy and I was like, guarantee you, you could go get a couple hundred bucks to remove that deer. (laughs) And so he texts her and he got $200 to remove a dang deer. Done. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, there you go, buddy. Go find another deer somewhere. Go find another deer. He goes, I'm going to go throw this in another yard <laughs> and see if I can say, hey, you know, for a hundred bucks, I'll take that deer out of here. But I, I just was like, man, you never know until you ask, like until you're willing to do something. But a no is is a no. Like that's a dead end. That's a stop, right? And gosh, I just, well, I and I like think always... and even to that point, though, logistics can stop you. I mean, going back to my story, FedEx yeah. can't help. UPS can't help. I can't get rental. I can't like logistics can't help me at that point. But relationships, people, relationships got it done. Yeah. I, I tease all the time. Uh, it's never about what you know. It's always about who you know. And now that being said, you, you better know your shit to back it up because you're not going to know people if you can't back it up. So if I'm putting out a crappy yes. product, yeah. my network isn't going to go to bat for me, right? But because we Wait, put out a good like, product. I don't know that you've ever heard of it, but like your network can only be as good as you are. 100%. I mean, in a sense, right? Like, Right. If I'm not giving my network everything, they're not going to give it back. Right. So if I if if they don't see a quality product in Corey or in the Bissigs or in ServPro, they're not going to jump out and 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 go to bat for me. They're not going to you know be the one to walk out on the ledge and say no 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 I can handle this for ServPro or for Corey. Yep. It, it's very much um, I know that people have my back because I've gone to bat for them because mm-hmm. I've I've had their back so often when you know uh, vendors. And the vendors are same as contractors in my opinion. They're they're out there the same racket as me. I I need money to produce i need to be able to carry a payroll pay insurance um afford all of these things and so if i'm not producing hard to do that right well same with a vendor they need to you know even for you you need to be able to sell units well you just so happen to make a really really high quality unit so it makes it easy to want to promote your unit first of all but then you get to know you as a person and then I'm sorry. all of a sudden you just keep saying a uh, high quality unit you're promoting my unit i thank you thank you Corey. Yeah. thank you for, the, for all of that it's a lovely unit uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but the personality and then the relationship aspect of it makes it even higher quality now hmm. because the customer service side comes in anybody can call a project manager or project coordinator anywhere in the country and get a project manager but are you going to get someone that's going to be concerned about the policy limits for you, the client, someone that's going to be concerned about that. I don't want money coming out of your pocket at the end of the day. So I'm not going to do things that you're going to have to pay for. Um, are you going to have someone that's concerned about your business and, and getting you operational again? Are you going to have someone that's concerned about just the well-being of your employees or your tenants or your clients? And yeah. I think that all of those things matter, you know, uh, um, People want to do business with the Bissigs, with ServPro, with me, all for the same reasons. It's because they trust us. They like our quality of work. But more than anything, the customer service level, it's always the, I know you'll do whatever it takes to get it done. Yeah. And that, my friend that called me on the big project said that to me. I knew that with the Bissigs, you guys would do whatever it took to get it done. Truth. And Boy. so with that, it gives me a lot of confidence to go to bat with, to say to people, I can support you in a way that other people can't because of the resources I have and because of the network I have. Um, but my network is my resources. I mean, yep. let alone what I have in our warehouse here, 
you know, again, it goes, I got a guy I call here locally works for us. He's my network. You know, Brian, when I need something, he's on it. If it's large loss, man, he's giddy. He can't wait to go help. And it's because then when he needs a favor, or he asks for something, I jump on it to help him. Yeah. So well, I think I'll it's different. You, like, yeah, some people, you know, some people would be a job and then other people have your back. And yes. I don't, I don't want people like, even if I, even if I hire somebody, you know, a financial advisor, I don't want him to, I don't want him to do his job. I want him to have my back. I want him, I want him to be invested in my best interest too. Not just going through the manual, the procedure book and doing his job. So when, uh, when my mom passed away this summer, you know, I had a lot of people reach out to me. It was, it was unbelievable. Um, the, the amount of folks in the industry I heard from, it was very shocking, honestly. Um, but you know, everybody's got a mama and that, that cuts pretty deep to the core for a lot of people. Um, and one of my buddies reached out to me and, uh, you know, Colby, uh, Maples, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and he, he sent me a text and, uh, I joked to him that I want to frame it because he said, you know, one night you, you told me that, um, you know, your mom was really good at, at just making people happy and making sure everyone was involved and that everyone had a good time. Um, and, and he goes, I see that you do the, have the same qualities. He goes, I see that in you, that you, you take the time out of what you're doing in your day to make sure that everyone's involved and everyone's, um, enjoying themselves uh, on a level. And he goes, and I just think that's a really good quality to have. And I wanted you to know that. And when he sent it to me, man, it was like perfect timing, like just re- very down at the time down on, on, you know, my family, we've called this Satan summer. Hmm. Um, it, it's just, it's been a bad year. My, my uncle passed the beginning of the year. My mom died this summer. And then my, my pup died a few weeks ago. So all of those things, plus then we've had other family things happen. And so it's just kind of been a lot of negatives. Um, but then to get kind of like a, a buddy who you trust and respect and love to, to kind of point out something and remind you of the good qualities of the good things of, you know, of, I try to make sure that people are happy. And what I mean is that, you know, we're all human beings. We're all, if we're on a job, man, you've got a battle that I know nothing about and the same, sure. you know, vice versa, right? I, I got to go in and do my job and do it at the highest level and produce a product so that my client and, uh, you know, my bosses are happy with my performance. Right. But I also am sitting here thinking, you know, what is Billy Bob and, and, and Joe and Frank and, and all these other guys got going on in their lives that I don't know about that they don't need to share with me, but I also don't need to put more burden on them or I don't need to be the, the negative. Right. I want to make sure that their interaction with me is positive. Their understanding, you know, I, I can kind of come off brash at times as well when I'm in my kind of project management mode. Sure. Yeah. But, I'm always also trying to like educate and teach them. I'm being very direct about things because I'm telling you, this is the way to do it. Follow my lead. Don't, don't reinvent the wheel. Like right. I'm being stern about this because it's not worth reinventing. I promise do it one way and only one way. And so often when you get guys that buy into that and see that you get great employees and then you get other guys that take offense to it. I try to be the positive in, in these guys' lives and understanding that, you know, they're staying in a hotel room in the same horrible conditions, you know, after a hurricane as everybody else, they're away from their families too. Yeah. Uh, be mindful of that in, in your approach and how you manage and how you do things, but just in life in general. Well, dude, I would, I, I love all of that. I love you. You're amazing. 
I do have, I'm looking at the clock right now, man. I do have a 930. Uh, so I got like two minutes. Um, we can either wrap this up. I like I said, dude, I hate to do this, but I feel like we could also have a four hour podcast if we just like <laughs> didn't, didn't actually stop. Um, we can either come back to it or we can just call let's, it. Let's wrap it up and let's do another one another day, brother. All right, man. No, that sounds good. That sounds good. Well, like with that, I mean, do you have any, do you have any final, like, do we, we've talked about so much. I mean, I think it's, it's network, it's relationships. It's, it's fun to see you're still, you're still going and you're still exceeding. And dude, you're just, you're, I don't know, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm happy you let me in and I can see all the cool shit that you do. I <laughs> well, appreciate, I appreciate you and, and the time you take to do this, man, and the effort you put into, you know, I always feel like you and I can pick up our conversation years down the road and it's never changed. It's always the same. Um, and I love that quality about you. Um, and just, you know, I, I think that at the end of the day, through all of the, you know, I just celebrated 13 years clean last week. Congratulations, and man. All of the like things in my life and all of the stuff, man, I'm blessed. I've got a great network, a family, you know, a huge family at home in Kentucky that loves me and supports me. I've got quality friends and relationships now at a higher level than I've ever had in my whole life. You know, um, I know who my true friends are and, and the people that care about my well-being outside of financial compensation, sure. you know, so, and I think that's important. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty content with things. I'm a little sad right now with the loss of my pup. Ooh. So I'm hopeful that the next time we chat, I've got a new pup and <laughs> a new companion with me, but, uh, life's good man I, I have no complaints and i can't wait to see what the next year uh does so let's well, good we'll definitely yeah we'll get on a podcast again and, and follow up man i love you bro thank you for coming love on you, man thank you for talking with us hey that's gonna do it for us this is Jarrett broadcasting right out of his home in muckleteal washington and Corey out of an rv in the woods where are you at brother i'm in coming georgia in coming georgia hey have a great day everybody thank you <laughs>